When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday, happy holiday weekend Friday. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple here for another edition of Husker Online Headlines as we'll uh, recap some of the five biggest headlines going on. Got, I'm caught up in bowl game madness, Sipple. I watched that Scooters Coffee Bowl, locally owned car. I got a Scooters on the way. They're like, you, you know watched, what? Who played that? It was UTSA and they played Marshall. Okay. And our locally owned Nebraska coffee company was the title sponsor. And the winning coach got doused in a Scooter's cough, cold coffee. <laughs> wow, gee, many Christmas. I tried to avoid that if I was that coach. I got McDonald's coffee. Yeah, so you you're, you're rolling you strong. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm rolling in my Scooter's bowl game coffee drink here. Free plug. Uh, free plug. Wow, um, to our friend Mallory Maddox, former Channel 6 news anchor, who's like the spokesperson or um, – PR director now for scooters, but all right, let's get into the show. Um, we've yeah, got a lot wait. to hit on here. Um, and I want to start off with headline number one. We're going to stick with quarterback. That's been the hot topic discussion for obvious reasons. Um, Chubba Purdy entered the transfer portal Wednesday evening, um, kind of completely changing the conversation again for Nebraska's quarterback spot today. There's just three quarterbacks on scholarship, Dylan Riola, Daniel Kalen, Heinrich Harburg, who won five games, does the decision by Chubba Purdy make the path to QB1 even that much clearer, Steve Sipple, for Dylan Riola? Yes, it does. I mean, if, if there was going to be – I mean, just from our vantage point or my vantage point, I guess, I'm not speaking for you, but if there was a threat to be the game one start, someone for someone to be the game one start other than Riola's Chubba, I mean, I don't think it was a much of a threat – um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I do think the path is clear now. I got to tell you, I was surprised by the Chubba news. I didn't expect, I don't think you expected it on um, Wednesday night kind of came out of nowhere in a sense. Maybe you could say you maybe would have expected it to happen at some point, but not Wednesday night, which told me. Probably that Chubba read, saw the writing on the the proverbial writing on the wall. Well, and here's the thing: um, it sounds like Boise State is the likely landing spot for Chubba Purdy, mm -hmm. and I don't know if we'll find that out until that little period in January when the transfers can take visits. But you don't enter the portal at a position like quarterback, especially if you have some clout without knowing what your next move is generally. I mean, you don't, you don't fly right. the plane with no radar. You're not just going to go in the air and not know what's going to come at you. Right. Um, so to me, Chubba Purdy entering the portal told me his camp, not necessarily him because he legally probably can't have conversations, but <coughs> his camp, which I'm sure is pretty significant with a brother that could be the NFL MVP right now, uh, Brock Purdy for the right. San Francisco 49ers and others around him, his family, um, something got lined up and you know, Boise state makes a ton of sense. They lost their quarterback to Arkansas mm -hmm. and they need a guy. 
Uh, former Nebraska defensive coordinator Eric Chenander has been retained. He's now the defensive coordinator at Boise State. So there is a connection there. Yeah, but, strong. Um, Boise State actually did recruit Brock Purdy back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, so th there is some history okay. with the Purdy's and Boise State. In fact, somebody, the picture of Brock Purdy on his recruiting visit in Boise. Uh, when Brock, Brock Purdy went to Iowa State, it wasn't like he was a high profile guy, um, just like he is right now in the NFL. He was the last pick of the draft. Um, but this this makes some sense. Uh, Sean, it makes a lot of sense. And it's in this world, what, what happens is these guys pursue opportunity. And Chubba, his window's closing um, as a collegian. And it looked like, again, he's he's in a position that he was going to sit behind a freshman. It's just chasing opportunity. And that makes sense. I'm sure he's guaranteed nothing at Boise State. So there you go. Now, as far as Nebraska's quarterback room, I hate to do it. I hate to do this where I'm like, I kind of was critical of Chubba Purdy. His time at Nebraska, six, what he, Sean, he was six touchdown passes, seven interceptions, 52% passer in that range, 52 in that range, 50, maybe, maybe a little higher than that. I mean, didn't, didn't play that well by his own admission. Um, but having said that, I still kind of regard this as a blow. Nebraska's quarterback room is pretty thin. It's it's two freshmen and someone who really struggled in Heinrich Harbor. We talk about how small and thin the margin of line is for Nebraska. Just think if Chubba Purdy beats Iowa. Think if he executes the play to beat Maryland mm -hmm. or in over uh, the play in regulation by the goal line to beat Wisconsin. Right. I, mean, I think the conversation, who knows what the conversation in Lincoln, Nebraska is, if they can win two of those three games when they could have won all, uh, but Chubba had his opportunity. He did have his trial. He did have his trial. And I mean, there is a fine line, but also you just have to say he didn't make the plays. No, I mean, the, the interception against Iowa in that situation was just a killer. A killer. Just an interception. Just a, now, you can, you can go back to the Maryland play that he wasn't really repped for that situation. And the coaches put him in a tough good but point. He called the wrong play, though, yeah. or he ran the play wrong, mm -hmm. which he pulled it out as an RPO, and it wasn't an RPO. Right. right. No, you're right, though. Maryland, you give him a little more grace, though, is what you're saying. Right. Because he wasn't expecting to go in the game. The other two games, not as much. I mean, you give Chubba some grace across the board, but not total grace. I mean, but anyway, it doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's moved on, and it's a, probably the – Honestly, Sean, it's probably the right decision. But again, God, here we go again with Nebraska, this quarterback position, which has been so difficult for Nebraska to solve. Really, since Tommy Armstrong. Yeah. Maybe they've solved it with Dylan Rayola. Maybe. But man, quarterbacks don't make it through the season unscathed very often. You you figure he's going to miss a game or two. And how are they? How are they behind him? We'll talk about that. And more. I'm still in the belief we'll talk about that, that more, Adrian man. Martinez was a good quarterback. I just felt like they had to overuse him in areas like they had 100. They had a good one here. 100. Adrian as a freshman. Think about it. It was really good. They were talking about him like going to the NFL. Remember, like, remember Adrian at Wisconsin as a freshman when he came back oh, from yeah. injury, when he came back from injury. I remember talking to those Wisconsin guys, the writers at Wisconsin are like, what, what, what is that? You guys got a quarterback. I mean, he was, yeah, I mean, he was really good. But, Sean, this can't, this, 
with Dylan, Rayola can't be that similar situation where they don't have enough around him. They did not put enough. Come on. They did not put enough around Adrian. Everybody agrees on that, right? Everybody. Well, and they did have Wandell. They had Maurice Washington. They had J.D. Spielman. Come on. They had guys. Yeah. It, it, it just. I'll give you Wandell. Well, and, and Maurice, when. I'm not giving you Maurice. When Maurice. I mean, go back to the Colorado game when they were ranked. That's the last time Nebraska been ranked. He made plays we haven't seen Nebraska yeah, players make. Against against a non-Big Ten team that didn't resemble anything no, like a Big Ten team. You're what right. Maurice Washington looked like as a running back in a Big Ten to you? Maurice Washington t- wasn't really a running back, though. He was a, he was kind of a receiver-ish. Anyway, they did not – don't – come on. They did not put enough around. They did not well, – then, then it fell Tell off. me when J.D. Spielman got drafted. What he round did, did he get drafted? No, he fell off. Now, J.D. Spielman was a record-breaking receiver, but care. things changed with him, too. Yeah. Like, Maurice Washington got in trouble and changed. I mean, there, there were – in one. I mean, all the things around him. But, yeah, you, you can't let the monster of Nebraska football eat – Riola, you have right. To, we agree with that. Like, there's some individual players we don't agree on, but we definitely agree on that. The mon, you cannot let this monster here, you know, take this. I mean, Dylan's got all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. They, they've got to set him up, and yeah. man, they've got a schedule. And I'm sure Dom looked at that too. He's like, hey, they got seven games where Nebraska on paper recruits better players, arguably than the seven opening games they play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got it though, Sean. They got to put players around him. Go get that kid from Oregon. Go get that running back. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Let's get into headline number two. Should Nebraska try to add another quarterback from the portal? And obviously the popular, you know, just fan thought was, how about Casey Thompson? Let's Bring start, Casey Thompson back. Let's start with the question without Casey. Should Nebraska try to add another quarterback from the portal? Absolutely. Okay, that's the easy. It's easy to say yes. Now the hard part. Can you find a person who fits your offense? Can you find a person who's willing to take a back seat to a freshman? Can you find can you find that right guy? It's it's the, to me the answer to your question is easy. But that's the only easy part. Now you got to find somebody, somebody that's good enough, but not quite good enough. Right, right, exactly. It's <laughs> you know, like, hey, you got to right. be good enough, but right. not quite good enough. Right. And you got to understand that you're not going to play. And somebody who fits your culture. So somebody, somebody that's good enough, but not quite good enough. He's probably good enough to play for other people. That's the thing. It's tricky. <laughs> Again, the answer to the question is not tricky, but it gets tricky from that point. Yeah, I do think they need to add a quarterback. But can you find that what you're what you're verbalizing is that's exactly right. You need a guy who's good, but not too good, you know. Not not to the point where you're like, "Oh, maybe maybe we ought to think about this." Right. You know, like Kyle McCord. But Matt Rula said, and this goes back to the um uh Casey Thompson discussion. He's really not interested in a one-year transfer. <laughs> he said that but okay, now hold on. They though. brought him in for an official. They, he was here for two days on an official visit. Due diligence. Yeah, <laughs> they did some heavy due diligence. They flew around the country in a private jet doing due diligence. I mean, I, 
I, I know what he said. I That was the one part of that press conference where I was like, okay, wait a second, really? You weren't that interested in McCord? He was here for two days. Things changed, and things changed. The Ryla thing got real quick. Quick. And, I mean, you could see a scenario, and I'm not saying this is this scenario, but you could see a scenario where Rule found out on Sunday that Dylan was interested in one to come in and already knew McCord was coming in, but you can't. Do you call McCord and say, hey, uh, late breaking development, uh, we don't need you guys to come in? No, no, you're in a bind at that point. So now the most interesting thing or the most important thing to note is Rule said it. He said it, Sean, it got, it might have got by it. He said it very quickly. He said no offer was made. No offer was made to anybody. It's no offer was like, made to McCord. It's kind of like, though, when Trev Alberts, and you reported that like met with Lance Leipold. Mm-hmm. They they talked to him, but no offer was no made. Offer was like, made, I mean, right. it's kind of like coaching like search that. stuff. Like, yeah, ADs meet with coaches, but sometimes offers don't necessarily get made. Yeah, they only get made when you know and they know. Oh, good point. Yeah. It's like you don't offer if if you don't, I mean, just to say face, right? Well, let's put it this way. Maybe the best way to put it, Sean, is if Dylan Rayola never would have entered the picture. Would Kyle McCord be the quarterback next year? Yes. That's, the answer is yes. Pro, pro, I mean, and I'm sure even Monday, they didn't know for sure on Raiola yet. Right. Sean, I'm saying yes. Then if Raiola never enters the picture, McCord's in town meeting with 1890, having dinner. I mean, come on. He's the quarterback. Yeah, the, I mean, the chefs from Casa Bovina restaurant were cooking for him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he was around. He was, he was, it was he not was, like just like a, courtesy call no he was here to for to make a deal and you i mean it's when when you talk to people that were around the mccords on at least monday i mean it, it was like they thought he was coming here i mean that exactly that, i mean that's how small the line is the landscape changed now casey thompson first of all we've been told he's not going to be part of nebraska's deal right it, i mean it may i get the side that says it makes some sense but i also understand matt rule is trying to kind of build. I mean, Casey Thompson can't be a supporting actor. That's like, no. he's an alpha. He's a dude. Like, good job. He's not just gonna. I mean, he's gonna right. want to kind of roll back into his old role. And and I don't know if that's what Matt Rule would want. Now, even if Casey would come up, walk in here, and say, "Sean, I don't need my own role. I I I am an alpha, but I'll take a back seat." I don't know if I'd believe him. You can say that. He's powerful. He can say that, but once your competitive juices get flowing, football's a tough game, man. You're out there. Now you're you get out in practice and you're rolling. And he has a few good let's say if Casey has a few good practices, goes 10 for 12 in a practice. Hey, man, I look better than the freshman. Shouldn't I? Maybe I'd be the guy. It just creates too many problems, in my opinion. When he's 26 years old, you I mean, he's going to be 26 years old. I just don't I like Casey. You know that. For for our listeners' sake, Sean, you can tell them I was probably his biggest supporter. I mean, I thought you took it all the way to April. I took it all the way to April, Casey. I, I he was a dude. He had a he really helped this program in that in that one year. But I don't think this makes sense. I don't think it would make sense. Yeah, it just especially if you know you want Dylan to be your guy and kind of develop that and Kalen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's kind of like in a workplace. When you work somewhere for a long time and a new hotshot rookie comes in, no matter what, because your years of experience, you think you know more. 
Right. And and it's hard to be like, no, Steve, we hired this guy because he's the right. future of our company. And we're, we're, we don't want you to kind of like, you know, we're, we're taking you off columns. You're going to write bowling now. So, yeah. So what you're talking about is some tension. It's not easy. Right. There can be tension. There can be friction. Now, sometimes that's not bad if you can keep it healthy. But I just don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary, Sean. Well, in case he knows the NIL here, too, I'm sure he thought, oh, maybe I can get a deal. Yeah, I don't know if that would work. It I mean, just, yeah, so I, as of at least here as we head into the holiday weekend, that, that book appears to be closed. It does. Now, again, what people ask you real quick is that when, when we were told that Casey probably wasn't going to be part of it. That was before Purdy went in the portal. So does it change? I still say no. I still say no. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, uh, thank you for joining us here on this holiday edition of Husker Online Headlines. Before we get to Husker Online Headline number three, uh, this show brought to you by our sponsor, Nuts.com. And we got it right behind Steve Sipple. Uh, we're still trying to make our way through this holiday basket from nuts.com. Um, it is the best stuff to get loaded up at your house for the holidays. You got visitors, you got people come over for bowl games, New Year's Eve. Uh, they've got everything, uh, not just nuts, tons of different snacks, dried fruits. Uh, they even sell coffee, candy, whatever. And, you know, we've oh, got a God. great deal for our first time Husker Online users here at nuts.com. Just go to nuts.com slash Husker for 20, spend $29 or more. You'll get free shipping and a free gift as well on an order of $29 or more. Um, it is high quality stuff. They get it to your house within a day or two of ordering. Um, it's sealed up. It's fresh. Um, and once again, we, we never have had it till recently. And, and we're ordering it all the time now here at Husker Online. Um, because it is, first of all, Steve Sipple. It keeps him coming back to the office. It's always a good thing. Yeah. Those peppermint balls are ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's those are the peppermint balls. Right? See those white balls? See those white things? Those are ridiculous. You can eat 15 of them without even thinking They're about it. They're just candy cane bites that just yeah. explode. Oh, my God. Yeah, those are really good. The bourbon pecans. Yeah, the bourbon pecans are, are ridiculous. I like those dried apricots in the see that in that glass, those dried apricots. Those are good. And, I, and those aren't bad for that's you. the basket we got, by the way. Yeah, there you go. There it and is. The thing I like about the basket is it kind of forces you to try a few new things. Yeah. Like, you right. know what? I'm gonna go with this one. I'm just gonna try this one. Yeah, everything tastes good. And it all tastes good. So nuts.com slash husker, uh, $29 or more for our first time uh, husker online uh, users there. And they're going to give you a free gift and free shipping. Thanks to nuts.com for sponsoring us on Husker Online Headlines. Okay, headline three. The Huskers will host Oregon Transfer Portal running back Dante Dalwell in January. His father uh, confirmed that to us and myself at Husker Online. Um, and I've been talking to him all week as he went on the portal the Friday before signing day. So there it wasn't like he was in there all month. He was a late entry. Mm -hmm. um, Nebraska reached out to him Friday when he entered. He's visited Mississippi State. 
he will visit Nebraska, and that's the only visit he has set up at this point. You get the in, uh, impression, Steve, that um, from talking to his father, Lawrence Hopkins, that if this works, I mean, Nebraska might be a landing spot for him. Well, he'd fit perfect with what Matt Rule wants to do, in a, a pro-style downhill running attack. And if you watch him on film, which I did this morning, um, Dante, the comp is Darren Diedrich. That's for, for a long time, Nebraska fans, Sean, you remember Darren Diedrich? The late Darren Diedrich? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Uh, sorry. What are you um, doing? <laughs> you're looking at your phone. Hanson just texted me. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, the comp is Darren Diedrich. Not, not a breakaway runner. I mean, he's got some speed. He not, he's not slow, but he's not, you know, he's not a blazer. Um, he fits, he would fit perfect. It would in, in Nebraska's room, it would give him a second hammer back. With, Six two two eighteen. Yeah, yeah. It would give him a set, it'd give him a, a second hammer back with Gabe Irvin. You know, you have Gabe Irvin, who only I think he had 36 carries this year before he got hurt, averaged five point two per carry. Ramir Johnson, not a hammer back, a little or back. Also got hurt early. Then you have Emmett Johnson, littler back, 5'11", 190. Quentin Ives, wild card, we don't know. But this guy would look beautiful with Irvin. It would give you two Irvins, you know. And maybe, maybe, yeah, I mean, I just say that, two Irvins. Well, I think there's this thought, oh, you want to have a there, – there's no back in the Big Ten that averages anywhere near 20 carries a game. Right. You need a couple of guys there you go. that can go 10 to 15 a game. Yep, and that's what this guy would give you. Like seventeen was essentially the most carries a back average this year in the Big Ten. Hey, here's the deal, Sean. He he would fit. I'm, I'm telling you, you watch him. He would fit perfect with what they want to do. Now, the one thing I wonder, you don't see a lot of, you don't see him catching a lot of passes. So I, I wonder about that a little bit. But he's in Mississippi. He's playing against pretty good competition, and he is a down. He is a he is a just a prototypical downhill runner. When Oregon returns their top two backs and yeah you know I, I think there was a little bit of you know they were dis disappointed his red shirt was burned yeah for, six for, games for 19 carries or six games and i think the fear of the Daldwells is like he's going to be in the same role again what if they do that to him again and then two of his years of eligibility are wow. blown um on limited carries right now if nebraska fans you just i want you to think about this he was at Oregon, a scholarship player at Oregon. That's not much different than being a scholarship running back at Ohio State right now, right? I mean, if you take Ohio State's third running back, you're, you're in pretty good shape. And that's kind of what you're doing here. You're taking Oregon's third or fourth running back. Oregon's loaded. I mean, they're, they're, they are loaded for bear coming into the Big Ten. So if you, can get, if you can get a scholarship running back from Oregon who's leaving, not for – he's not leaving for bad reasons. He's just leaving because he's a little – buried on the depth chart this is a guy who played as a true freshman for a national power well, yeah. Um, so yeah i i hope nebraska shows a lot of interest in him i mean it, evidently they are they're bringing him in for official visit and to put that situation in perspective at oregon um bucky irving who's an 1100 oh, yard God. rusher yeah. he's back big time player and then james jordan who went for 700 yards yeah. is back see there you go so i mean if you're Dan Lanning, you have the production of 1,800 yards returning at the tailback position going into the Big Ten. How many How many teams in the country got that? They uh, don't. I mean, how many teams in the country have that kind of tandem coming back? Very few, if no, any. Very few. And so I think he's in a tough spot there. He played his six games, but 
with Jordan uh, or with Irvin and James both back. Good I mean, point. It, it makes sense why why he wants. I mean, there's no. I mean, I know this was a shocker too. I know people. Really? That, you know, you read the reaction out of the Oregon side of it. That people were surprised because he was a prized recruit. Well, I can tell by Nebraska fans' reaction that that their interest. I mean, Nebraska fans. I mean, their reaction is, oh, okay. So this is, I think this is right now, am I wrong to say this is the biggest story on the radar right now? For January. For January, well, so far. Okay, and think about the running back room, though, and, and how it's been put together. Rear Johnson's a six-year, and he's been hurt a lot over his career. Gabe Irvin has had multi, two different career or season-ending injuries, right. a hip and a knee. knee. And so he's never made it through a full season healthy. That's scary. Mm-hmm. When you got that, those are your two guys. Emma Johnson was a good. late take when Ryan Held got fired as the running backs coach, and they needed to get a body in there, and they they scrambled around to get Emma Johnson. He, he's turned out to be a solid player, solid. But is he a guy that's going to change your program in the Big Ten Conference? Well, I at this point, good player it, though. Yeah, it's, it'd be hard to argue that he's that type of guy. He averaged four point five yards a carry. Emmett Johnson. Um, now, I'm, but I don't. I want to be careful here. I wouldn't say that Dante Dowdell is that how you pronounce his name. I don't know if he's a program changer either. But I'm just saying he would fit with what they're trying to do right now. So you go three years in a row where you had a pivot to find Emmett Johnson late. You had a pivot to take Quentin Ives late last year. These weren't exactly like Kiwan Lacy guys right. that you coveted the whole process. And this would be like a Kiwan Lacy. This was a four-star player. This, yeah, Dante. He was a four-star player. Miss consensus top ten running back in the yes. country. He was ranked one service had him number one or two, and he's up to I think he was seven, eight, or nine, and some of the others. He was eight NARS on three. On three, he was a number eight running back and on three. So, and again, I all that is important, but I think most important is that he fits with what Rule's trying to do. He's a bot, John. He's a body blow back. I mean, that's what he is. He's a body blow back. He he runs through your face. That's what he does. All you got to do is watch the film. He's he's straight downhill, and then you know, and and against high school players, he's just running through guys in the back end. Now he won't be able to do that as much, but. All I can say is reminds me a lot of Diedrich, and Diedrich ran for twelve hundred yards at Nebraska. Well, and his dad, um, what he had said was they 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 like the offense at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. They, they want to be in a downhill, right. dot the eye type mm-hmm. offense. And by the way, Diedrich ran for twelve hundred yards in one season. Led the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, he gets forgotten, but but man, watch rest the film. in peace. By the way, the late Darren yeah. Diedrich. Yeah, God bless him. And 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 you know maybe you'd watch it and say no, he reminds me of other people, but that's who he reminded me of. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, uh, before we take it to headline number four, Husker Online Headlines brought to you by Caldera Lab Men's Skincare Regimen. Uh, they've been with us all football season. I've been telling you about them. I've been using it since August. Great product at Caldera Lab. Um, takes 30 seconds. Throw it out in the morning. Uh, throw it out in the evening before you go to bed. Um, there's two or three steps each time, and boom, 94% of men have shown to look younger by using Caldera Lab. You brush your teeth every day. Take care of your face. It's 
It's every bit as important, Steve Sipple. <laughs> How good do you want me to look is the question. <laughs> we still How you know, much better can I look? We had kind of some running bets going on through the football season. Like if something happened that you would put on a application of Caldera I'm Lab. not averse to it. I would consider it. Was Stu Bauer maybe helping you do it? Is Stu Bauer helping me rub it on my face? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not down with that. But I would. I would. I'll, hey, Sean, I'll consider it. Uh, maybe a New Year's. Maybe resolution. I should tell Stu should get all the Bauer infrastructure employees a gift bag of Caldera Lab. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I think a New Year's resolution type thing would make sense. Yeah, try to smooth up my face a little bit. But Caldera Lab, check them out. Uh, go to calderalab.com. Use promo code Husker, and they're going to give you 20% off your order of calderalab.com for new first-time users. Uh, great product. Calderalab.com, promo code Husker. Thanks again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring us on the Husker Online Show. Okay, headline four. Matt Rule's discussion about the coaching staff assignment um, you know, in the roles in 2024, he kind of paused that. Shut it down. Um, well, no, he shut, shut it down. Discussion. And rightfully so. Wednesday was about signing it. And we talked about this going in. And that was one of the things I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to ask Matt Rule about Casey Thompson. And I'm not going to ask Matt Rule about coaching staff stuff. Because. Just, it just didn't feel appropriate. Right. On that moment. On that, at that time. 100%. Um, and so Matt Rule, I think. What will generally happen is in January, when these coaches get back to work after the holiday break, some of these things will sort themselves out. Will there be any assignment changes? Will there be any attrition on the coaching staff? These things generally go quietly. Um, they allow coaches, if a guy does leave, to move on on his own, right. to not make it look like a guy could have been fired or something. And I'm not saying that's for sure happening, no. but we don't know what Matt Rule's plan is as far as maybe a shuffle on the staff. No, and I want to be clear on something because, Sean, somebody, some people, listeners might come at us and say, you guys you just won't ask the tough questions. No, it's not that. It, it, this was signing day on Wednesday, and we made, we made a decision to not ask him because we anticipated what? him shutting it down, which is exactly what he did. I almost told you word for word what Matt Rule would say. No, we're not talking about that. he put that. his head down. Yeah, we're I not mean, talking about that today. We had a preliminary discussion. It wasn't that we're dodging anything. We just knew the – I mean, we've been doing this for so many years. You just know sometimes a head coach is just going to shut you down. I mean, what, does anyone really think – yeah, you know what? Great question, Steve. Let's break it all down yeah. and, and and go through all the staff change. Right. I mean, like, that's it's not going to happen. Not on signing day. Not on signing day. And you don't see really anybody um, announce or make assistant coach changes um, in or around signing. It just doesn't happen. No, no it, it, January. You kind of let things ride out. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah, February signing day has become nothing now. I mean, <laughs> it really has. So you don't even care about that one. I mean, yeah. as of right now, I don't think Nebraska will have any more Anybody. players. Yeah. Now, because if Daldwell comes, he'd be here by January 22nd. But the players come back January 14th to begin workouts. I mean, okay. that's kind of the next mile marker. So I would think from now to January 14th, we're going to know, obviously, if there's a change made. And, you know, what does that comprise of? Is is Satterfield, Marcus Satterfield, can, going to continue to be the play caller, continue to be the quarterback coach? Or could something be done within the structure of the staff to kind of shuffle assignments and duties? I would be surprised if 
Satterfield's not the offensive coordinator next year. What well, is salary too? Like he's the he'll, but w- will he be the play caller? Will he be the quarterbacks coach? That's well, the, well, I think he'll be the play caller. The, the, isn't the question whether he'll be the quarterbacks coach? Right now, yeah, yeah, that's the question. I don't. Are you wondering if he'll be the play caller? No. Well, would, would a new QB if they did something with QBs coach? Would a new QBs coach carry like a passing game coordinator yeah, title? Could be, yeah, um, or associate head coach or some sort of title mm-hmm. to pay him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the feeling that Rule's looking to replace his offensive coordinator. His, you're saying play caller. I don't. I think. What I would envision is perhaps a quarterback's coach if they find the right one. Now, here's the question, Sean. Do the does how much of a say does the Riola camp, we'll call it, have in this? You know, I mean, I'm gonna tell you from my and I don't know, I don't know any insight on that on that end of things, but I will say this Dominic Riola is very interested in his son's, of course he's interested in this, his son's continued development, his son rising as a player, continuing to improve markedly. I mean, they, they don't, they're not standing pat. I mean, they want, they want, they want to see visible improvement. It's sort of interesting when we haven't really talked about that angle at all, but the coaching staff, when you, when you recruit a five-star quarterback, there's some pressure on you. I mean, you got to get all you can out of him, and and people are watching, right? But as of right now, like it's like coaching LeBron. It's great, it's great, but you know what? It's a lot. It's a big challenge coaching a guy like LeBron because every day he expects a lot. Every day the Rayo, Dylan Rayola is going to expect a lot. So that's that's a challenge. And, you know, to be clear, like the the active 10 assistants, they were all a part of the recruiting process. It wasn't like somebody wasn't out on the road. And we know that because of the Carter Nelson deal at the end. They were all out in Ainsworth. And I, I do want to share this. I, I wanted to get this in. So we heard I, I had this in Tunnel Talk this week. Um, the entire Husker coaching staff, Matt Rule and the 10 assistants, went out to Ainsworth um, okay. on, the, on the Saturday before signing day. They went to a basketball game, but they also attended a wedding. Okay, and I got an email this morning from the father of the bride about oh, wow. the wedding, and I want to read this. Okay, he said, "Hi, Sean. Just a short note on the Husker staff uh, that was out here on the 16th. I am the father of the bride, and it was an epic night for all of us. The staff went to Carter's basketball game. Eleven coaches were at the game. Half then flew back after the game, and the rest came to our daughter's reception in Johnstown." which is about a mile or so from the airport they fly into. My daughter, Emily, is the ag teacher in Ainsworth, and Carter and his family, of course, got an invitation to the wedding and the reception. Due to his basketball game, they were not able to make the ceremony, but all of them then came to the reception. Coach Rule had a staff member call Emily's husband to see if it would be okay if they stopped by. Wow! Everyone was so excited. Only a few people knew they were going to show up. There were over 500 people at the reception. The staff stayed over an hour. They were the most gracious. The photo ops, conversations, uh, they could not have been more generous with their time. It was epic. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's. I mean, it's really, that kind of thing's really important to Nebraskans. I mean, you're up in that area where it gets a little forgotten. 
right? We've we been drove up there. up there. I mean, we, we went a half hour without seeing a car. Right. It gets a little forgotten up there. And there's half rule. There's rule and half his staff up there at a reception spending time. Two private jets flying into Ainsworth. And well, think about that experience for everybody involved. That's amazing. That's amazing. They'll never forget it as long as they live. That's stuff like you heard from like the Bob Devaney era. Like mm -hmm. when Bob Devaney would just go around and with Don Bryan and they'd speak or go places around. The right. State. It's not now. I don't, I want to be fair to the other coaches that have come through here. They there's been things like that, but that's, I mean, I'm, I, that's really impressive. What's amazing about it is like something that big without any people, not a lot of pictures and videos and right. things like interesting. Yeah. You might move to Ainsworth sip. It seems like you're more, more your speed. Yeah. More my style that not everything's out on the damn Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was an old. That was just an old man. Slip. All right, I'm gonna get yeah. off your lawn. All right, and get back to the show get here. Off my lawn. <laughs> I'm just gonna step off your lawn. Please, please get do. back to headline number five <laughs> here. Do. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Yes. All right, oh, number five. Yeah, this and is this interesting. is interesting. Could Florida State be looking to join the Big Ten or somewhere? Um, or they're, somewhere. They're having their Board of Regents meeting on Friday, and they have made it known they are starting the early proceedings to essentially divorce the ACC. They've been trying, and, and yeah, this is a step. It appears to be a step. Sean. They're going to go somewhere, but not. There's only two options. It's either the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah, the Big Twelve could dream, but no, it's not. They're, they're, here's the deal with the Big Twelve: the their TV deal already is very similar to the Big Twelves. That's not happening. It's either the SEC, which they're already in the footprint, or the Big Ten, which I think is much more likely that Florida State, if they're able to move Sean, which is not, it's far from a done deal. I mean, it still feels a little far fetched to me. But if they move, I would think it would be to the SEC. Except, what do you, now Florida will do everything it can to keep it from happening. The University of Florida, and the X factor is ESPN because yeah. who controls the SEC? Who controls the ACC? Yeah. ESPN. Yeah. Who wants those Florida State eyeballs on their networks? ESPN. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of back and forth going on. A lot because. Can ESPN, who's struggling right now as a company, as far as like yeah. their subscribers and their base, afford to lose a brand like Florida State and possibly another one like North Carolina or Miami or Clemson mm -hmm. to the Big Ten? Right. I don't know. Now, what would Florida State's appeal be to the Big Ten? I mean, there's two things that come to mind. Florida State won national titles in 1999 and 2013. There's only two members of the Big Ten, Sean, that have won national titles in that in that era, USC and Ohio State. That's it. So Florida State would give you a school that has won two in the college football BCS era, we'll call it. The college football playoff BCS era. Two national titles. They also, in, you'd, I know you'd mentioned this, they give you Florida recruiting. It, it would probably enhance your recruit the big tens recruiting in the state of Florida. I mean, what else, what else do they give you? I mean, it, it's like war though. Like 
you want it's like you're establishing a military base in florida <laughs> okay you've got the northeast yeah you've got yeah, seattle you've got portland yeah. yep you've got la and southern california you've got the midwest you've yeah. got so it's like a it's like you you move your army in and take a big foothold base right in the middle of the sec yeah oh I, that's and, pretty good that's a pretty it's a pretty dramatic analogy but it makes sense and all of a sudden you have a presence there and if something keeps florida state in the acc or allows them to the sec it's going to be espn because espn is going to stand on a table and say we can't allow these guys to go to fox we can't oh you're right and because they're going to take somebody with them one would think yeah could they could they yeah, they have to have a partner. No, I mean, Miami, North Carolina, and Clemson are the ones that you speculate. And, you know, would they want Miami too? I mean, Miami is a great brand, a great location, but terrible fan base. Like, they don't they don't show up to their football games. Mm -hmm. So there's some things there about that. But the, the recruiting presence to have the panhandle of Florida with Florida State and then all then South Florida, Miami. Well, and Miami is a prestigious academic institution. I mean, they align with the Big Ten. Yeah, in that regard, I would say. I mean, without doing a lot of extensive research, Miami, you're right. Miami, as an athletic entity, probably not as appealing as a academic entity, um, but still has a lot of appeal as an as an athletic. Sure, I would love Miami in the Big Ten just to get would to, go, you? to go down there. <laughs> I'd love, love. It'd be crazy. I, I all this talk is so. It's a little odd. It's still. After all these years of conferences changing up, it still seems odd to me that Florida State would join the Big Ten. I mean, I guess I just got they're anchored down though by a bad deal. Yeah, twenty-year deal, which is it's incredible that in 2016 the ACC entered into a twenty-year deal with ESPN. They got pressured and forced into signing that, and it's like. They're in a neighborhood of homes that are nowhere near their value. And it's like they're looking around and their property value is going down because of their neighbors. <laughs> You're right. It's amazing. I don't know what I don't know the ins and outs of what led to them signing a 20 year deal, but it's an incredible lack of foresight. ESPN it's an, forced it. It's an incredible incredible lack of foresight by the by the leadership of the acc and those institutions the craziest nugget i heard too is that grant of rights from the uh, acc mm -hmm. you're 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 not allowed to have a copy of it oh great you're not allowed to like take pictures of it so for florida state's lawyers to to see it they have to go into north carolina in the acc office and read it themselves to decipher the grant of rights did you you, that is bizarre. That is bizarre. So they, will not, they will not allow a copy of a written copy of the grant of rights out of the office of the ACC. What you told me is bizarre. And it's do you know how many billable hours attorneys are attacking this from each institution? Uh, I can't imagine the number of attorneys that are involved in this at this point. But like, why can't you take the document out of the office? It's just one of those things. Your I bet your brother, Marty, who, by the way, lives in Tallahassee, uh -huh. um, has some great ins. You need to make a holiday weekend phone call yeah, to Marty. Would, yeah, Mar I mean, he's a Florida State guy now. I mean, married into the Florida State family. He's a booster. Yeah, he's a booster. Um, he's a booster. And so he, um, I bet he would have some interesting takes on this. As would his son, Bennett. Bennett's, Bennett's, Bennett's an adult, and he, these guys pay Sean. 
they're like Nebraska. You know, you know, Nebraska fans that know more than us. They're those guys that know more than some of the Florida State writers, probably. Who? So, who would you pair with? If you can take one other team with you, Miami, Miami, not Clemson. No, I, I tried Miami, Clemson. What about seems, all four? Only Clemson. Clemson. I say that about Clemson because it seems pie in the sky. Clemson seems like it would just stay in the in that. Well, region. and what, what's Clemson after Dabo Sweeney? Not much. I mean. Not much. Are they back to what they were before? Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, what do they offer you as an institution? Uh, 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 I, I, and I think, but I think more, Sean, Clemson is 90 minutes from Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta is the SEC. They are 90 minutes from Atlanta. They're not, they're not going to the Big Ten. Will South Carolina allow Clemson, though, to the SEC? Good question. Like that dynamic there, like South Carolina is like the KU, the right. kind of, like the more yeah. prestigious. Oh, the, yeah, it gets then, nasty. And then Clemson is like the case. Oh, yeah, we get, I think that would get nasty. So they're, they're, yeah, they're you know, there's kind of like a, a back and forth of those two, just like Florida and Florida State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Florida would do all it can to keep Florida State out of the Because Florida's the uppity, high, harder to get into school in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get into Florida. Yeah. Florida they State's look, a little easier to get into. I think Florida would look down its nose at Florida State a little bit. Or a lot. If I'm, I mean, if you're Nebraska, you you kind of want Florida State in because they're not AAU. It gives you gives you another gives you another drinking buddy at the uh, at the uh, conference meetings. Hey, we're a little outcast. <laughs> you guys go uh, to the uh, Bush Light table over yeah. here. Where are you guys going tonight? Outback. Uh, <laughs> we we need another not well. I mean, Nebraska's trying to get back in AAU. I mean, yeah. they're, they're trying to reestablish like their relationship with the med school to to present it down the road so it could happen someday but yeah i hope i don't get in trouble for saying florida looks down at in trouble with my brother they do though for saying florida looks down at florida state i i could have i might have created some tension in my family with that comment well they they don't want florida state in the sec for the recruiting challenges yeah but do you want florida state in the big 10 i mean Imagine again, a game again. of Florida State USC. Oh, it'd be beautiful. I mean, Nebraska, Florida State. Um, again, I, you look at those national championships. Pretty recent, nineteen ninety nine and two thousand thirteen. They bring a lot of prestige, and they, you know, and it, and it does enhance recruiting. But it still feels a little weird to me. It still feels like it doesn't fit the culture to me. But you would could say what culture? The culture is get Fox. out of the get out of the nineties. The simply. culture is Fox, NBC, and right. CBS. That's the culture. That's the culture yeah, right come now. on, Woody Hayes. I mean, doesn't the culture is Bo Schembechler? It's over. I mean, don't worry about the that culture stuff. is money. Yeah, and getting teams in the playoff. Well, I'll tell you something, Sean. That culture is much less appealing than what I grew up following. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay, I grew up following college football at a time that was much better. Get off my lawn. On that note, I'll step off your lawn. And um, everybody, we appreciate uh, the support, the views. The Husker Headlines was a new show we added this year. Um, it's been a wildly successful show on the Husker Online YouTube channel. So we appreciate all the views, all the comments, all the downloads uh, we get. And we'll be back next week, by the way. We're not we're not doing a holiday week here. The one thing about Sip and I, the show goes. Like, yeah. We're gonna so we'll be back Wednesday and Friday next week. Yeah, uh, with the Husker Online show and a headline show. We'll be Sipple and I on both shows. Um, Robin's out of town and Abby will be out, out of town. So 
You're going to get us next week. Uh, but thanks to our producer, Trey Yannity, back in Nashville, uh, putting us together behind the scenes. Um, and look forward to uh, another uh, great holiday with family and friends. We've got a great special as well at Husker Online. If you're wanting to try us out, uh, get two months of access for $1 by simply using promo code NU1 at Husker Online for new first-time users. Uh, for Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan, signing off for another edition of Husker Online Headlines. <laughs>